Hello and welcome to the Reality Blows Patreon edition. Blowness podcast. Episode number three. Pew, 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 pew. It's Valentine's Day. Is it only up three? It's only up three. Wow. I feel like we've been doing these Patreons for 10 years. Do you? Not I feel really. like we just started. It does. There's it's, it's something strange about doing these Patreon podcasts is that like it does feel, for some reason, it feels different when we're doing them. Yeah. Even though there's nothing different at all. I think it feels way more chill. Because I'm like, if you signed up for our Patreon, that means you already like us. See, that's the absolute opposite of the way I feel. I feel so much pressure. Really? I'm like, we have to frigging deliver on this. No, I feel like these are our buds. Like, they know us, and so now we can just be who we are. That's a good way to frame it, because to me, it's just like, dude, if this isn't good, this is my career. This is my career down the toilet tubes. You're putting too much pressure on this. The it's people tough. who signed up for our Patreon are here because they enjoy us. They're not like... What if we have hate Patreon listeners? No one has hate Patreon No one's listeners. paying to hate us? I don't think so, even though that is a good idea. Pay Someone should do it. Yeah. I, we should just get it. I might get a separate Patreon page just for myself, and it's just like, I will allow you to hate on me, like to let out all of Five your Five dollars a month, you can send me one hate email. No, not even one. Just like, keep them coming. What do I care? I'll just set up like an what? email bin, and what I'll do is I'll just read them once a month at a designated time, and it's just like all of the hate that you have for anybody. Will you, put... you relate, a, like release a podcast where you read them? Sure, yeah. Okay. Or a, I'll, fuck it, I'll do a video where I'm just reading them one by one, just being like, okay, this one comes in from uh, Pete Schmudajedj. Uh Pete Schmudajedj says, <laughs> fuck you, Nick, you smell like shit. Well, thank you, Pete. Thank you for your $5. The next is from Sally Fields. <laughs> Sally, I can't think of any fake names. Sally Fields says, hey, Nick, I think your feet stink. Even though I've never met you, I hope you die. Sally would never say that. Well, not the Sally Fields. It's Sally Fields with a Z. <laughs> okay. Um, folks, you have tuned in to our uh, Patreon Balonis app. They know. We just said it in the beginning. And, boy, this is a little too chill. I'm trying to reset. I'm trying to reset. Okay, go ahead, reset. Uh, we uh, are going to talk about uh, a topic in which Ashley has chosen. And yep, my a topic. Ashley chose um, a topic called Our Favorite Things. I really want to actually change the name of it. What? <laughs> How could you do that? Because it's not like my favorite things. It's like what I'm into right now. So like, how do you frame that? What I'm that? into, right? I literally just posted something on our Instagram <laughs> that says recording our Patreon podcast, our favorite things in quotes. Okay. Our favorite things in this moment. This Our favorite things right now. Like my favorite things are like, I don't know, Lily, you, my uh, parents. See, you're overthinking things. I'm just saying like what, I, what I'm like fanning on right now, like what I'm fangirling on, what I'm enjoying, what I'm into, I guess is my favorite things. My favorite things, January 2020. Wait, it's February. It is, yeah. It, does, it, it feels, feels like January. so weird. I can't believe it's February because first off, January took three years to get through, right? Mm -hmm. January was like the longest month of my life. And then February has gone, has flown by. By the way, I think in one of these Patreon episodes, we were like, we're going to be releasing them on the 1st and the 15th. Guys, we're doing our best. We're really just kind of releasing them when we can, but we promise you. 
two extra episodes yeah, a month. You're gonna get two a month, and uh, honestly, nobody has been clamoring for it. So, as are like, you guys even listening <laughs> to them? We need to know if you're listening to them. Um, we know you're there, so yeah, we have proof. But we have proof. We sent out stickers. I think only like three or four people sent me their actual addresses. So the rest of you, if you have not sent me your address, please do because Patreon does not provide me with that information. Yeah, I know. It's weird. How do people send things? Is there so many things that are being sent, um, you know, through through Patreon stuff? Like, are people at, are, is there, was there a better way to do that? I think that maybe you and I don't fully understand the Patreon website, but I did send out an email being like, hey, thanks for signing. I sent one to everybody being like, hey, we want to give you these stickers. Definitely send me your address. And I will say a bunch of you did, and some of you did not. Yeah, so get on it, folks. Unless you don't want the sticker, then I get it. If it's not worth giving us your address, I get it. I, uh, maybe you were like, mm, I don't really need this sticker. I just want the podcast. And then like we're like, but we'll see maybe a sticker will magically appear one time someone filmed themselves um like taking their roommate's phone and giving it five stars of our podcast just to be like hey look what i did i got you guys five stars and we were like cool send us your address we'll send you a sticker and then they never <laughs> radio <responded>. silence <laughs> what do people think we're gonna do show up with lily clean their house so, tell them they're handsome and leave so this will be i guess called um our favorite things february 2020 edition yeah how about that that sounds good that Things, things that we're good. into. What? <laughs> so you, uh, you it needs a, pr- a subtitle. Okay, it needs because right. my favorite, Our favorite things, things subtitled things that we're into. <laughs> it just seems like you're downgrading it so Our much. Our favorite things of the month. Yeah. Well, um, Ash, did you, before we got get into our favorite things of the month, do you want to talk about some other stuff first? Yeah, I got a lot of stuff on my mind. What's going on? First and foremost, we had people um, come after us, <laughs> okay? They, they came after us on the internet. Um, it terrified me. You enjoyed it. You loved it. You loved the rush. You loved the thrill. Nobody came after us. We got two people who came after us. One made pukey signs, emojis, and the other <laughs> one was like, what is this shit? I hate you. Yeah. Well, basically, um, last episode uh, on on Monday, we talked. We basically just mentioned a show called Homestead Rescue on our regular show on our Monday show. Ashley had watched a couple of episodes with her uh, grandparents when yeah. she was in Virginia. It's dope. It's a dope show about people who live off the grid, and this family comes and they help them get clean water and have a garden and learn how to milk goats. And honestly, the way that we do things, you know, when we mention some shows, when when I'm posting them around the internet, or Ashley is like you know you use hashtags it's not a it's not like a secret that's it's the language of the internet it's how you get yourself out there have you seen the circle okay and- it's all about hashtag love forever hashtag brothers from another mother <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um I posted some stuff on Instagram. I used a few hashtags of the shows that we talked about. We mentioned a bunch of shows last week, so I put a bunch of hashtags there. One of them happened to be Homestead Rescue. You also made a cool like image. I think that they were taking umbrage with the, the video that you made because it was like flashy and there was a bunch of colors, and they were like... What is this annoying shit? Like they were Well, actually the one person that said it we were like, How come the homestead rescue hashtag is with all of these other hashtags? Question mark. Yeah. Get this out of here, basically. So it was the person um was upset that uh their precious hashtag see here's I thought it said what is this shit? Pull it up, pull it I, up. I will, but this is something that's interesting about um like fandom on the internet is I never really understand like why 
like how like people who are just like just use sort of like social media accounts to just like follow one fandom. Yeah. Like how that really works. And one of the ways I think it is, is they constantly like refreshing a hashtag yeah. to seeing like what is the content that's posted about the thing that I'm obsessed about. Yeah. So the first thing was a person. I do that. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do that with the challenge, like, after the episode sometimes or, like, after um, something scandalous happens. I'll be, like, refreshing that hashtag. Yeah, well, I I don't do that, and I, I don't think about it. For me, I just feel like when somebody's just looking for something, they search the hashtag, and then they kind of scroll through what's there. But I, I'm, you know, like you said, and what I'm assuming that these people do is they're so into this fandom, this show... Um, that they're refreshing the hashtag. And so they know like what's on, like what the posts are. Here's my question though. Is yes. this, is this, are they referring to the hashtag Homestead Rescue as the show? Or in like off the grid language with these people who are, by the way, if you're off the grid, you probably shouldn't be harassing people on Instagram. Yeah, or with, you probably shouldn't be on Instagram. You should be That's on Instagram. The, yeah. Instagram literally is the grid. It's the actual grid. So those people, are. does Homestead Rescue mean something else to them? I don't know. I, I don't know. But here we go. You ready? Yeah. So this first person said, this is irritating, period. Homestead Rescue, comma, why are these other hashtags on here? So it's like this person was searching Ho Homestead Rescue. They were yeah. either irritated by my little, like, uh, my little GIF or, uh, or my, you know, my little. GIF. It's, it's a GIF, but I, I, it doesn't matter what I say. People get upset. So they're, they're mad of the little, like, little video I made that has our song on it. And it's kind of like a flashy, like, uh, stroke-inducing uh, Yeah, it's going to give you a seizure. It's fun. Uh, you know, and... Um, you know, and they were irritated by that, or they were irritated that the Homestead Rescue hashtag were mixed in with these quote other hashtags, um, or both. I guess they were irritated by us. <laughs> the whole thing bothered them. So that's what a person wrote, and then so they wrote, so this is irritating. Homestead Rescue, why? And like they're asking, like almost asking Homestead Rescue because it was Homestead uh. Rescue, comma. Why are these other hashtags? Was on it here? at Homestead Rescue? Nope. Okay. Homestead Rescue, two words. Okay comma, why are these other hashtags on here? Now, why would this person, they didn't add anybody, they didn't hashtag anything, they just commented on our post. It's like, we're not Homestead Rescue, and yeah. like that's also not a person. Yeah. And like the show isn't going to respond, I don't think. You know, I should. I, there's a way to do this, and we will do this on here. So then I respond through our account. I go at this person, because we talk about all these shows on this episode, exclamation point. Jump on board the fun train, hashtag toot toot, and then I put a double rainbow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Which and I thought was fun. It was fun. I was trying to like, I, I was hoping- You're bringing some levity. So honestly, when I first saw this, I didn't see, I didn't read this initially as like negative. I read it as like, I love this show so much and I listened to your podcast, but like this show is so much better than these other shows uh, that you shouldn't be mixing the two. Like I didn't read this as like an attack on us gotcha. yet. I immediately did. And then I, then on my comment, somebody replied- at Reality Blows Podcast, no, I agree with Original Poster, at Original Poster. Go away, three exclamation points, especially your double rainbow, and then this person put a double, double vomit uh, emoji. <laughs> what do you think that's about? Uh, I, well... I have some thoughts, but... Yeah. I mean, my I would say my, my least judgmental thought 
would be that just people think like sappiness and rainbows are like like kind of like all that is yeah. gross like yeah. get that rainbow stuff out of here my more judgmental thoughts are the homestead rescue fan base are homophobic are homophobic because they're off the grid creeps now i i would only say that on the patreon right we would never say this on the regular no, I can't. show i mean we may talk about this a teeny tiny bit but not like this i was gonna reply to this person i was gonna bait this person and i'm so glad you did and not. i chose to tell ashley about it at this point and she got very like scared <laughs> delete the video Should we babe? delete it delete it and Delete I was like, no, 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 no. We need, we need, we need interaction. I'm scared someone is going to leave us a negative review on our I podcast. I am too, and, and that is what uh, stopped me from from continuing the conversation. I just left it there. Nothing has happened since then. It's been a couple of days. It's been four days now. There is, I, I guess, a way to sort of kind of sooth out, uh, sleuth out, uh, m- maybe a little bit of this, and that is to just tap the Homestead Rescue hashtag. Wait a minute. Hold on. The original poster, though, I'm going to say their name. No, I don't. I don't want you to. But they they're the name of the people who that's the name of the people who who the, do the show. Oh, Clem and Mary are the people who do the I'm show. I'm pretty sure I know Mary is. And I think Clem is the the dad. I don't know. Will you Google Homestead Rescue real quick while I talk about this? I, I could. I will let you know that both of the people who posted on our Instagram post have private accounts and Ugh. they really just do not have. They don't have like any. Actually, this person has a good amount of followers. Uh-oh. Uh And this person, honestly, this is the person who blecked our double rainbow. That yeah. person's homophobic. That person definitely, <laughs> definitely is homophobic. Um. Okay, I'll search. So, I'll yeah. search Homestead Rescue. Search Homestead talk. Rescue because I think that those are the first names of the host. Even though I I'm, I don't really remember because I watched one episode. Even though I really liked it, I remember the daughter's name was Mary. I'm pretty sure Mary Rainey. And then I thought the dad's name was Clem, but who knows? He looks like he could be a Clem, I think might be the problem. But I think in general, I'm worried about the internet. No, Misty, Matt, Marty. Oh, okay. And honestly, all of them look like they'd black double rainbows. I'll I'll be 100% honest. I'm sorry. Her name is Misty, not Mary. I don't know. She was cool. They were all cool. You have to watch the show before you judge. The show seemed cool, but now I'm like, I don't want to watch this fucking show. The the fact that their fans are coming after us in such a bizarre way, it makes me not like the show as well. Um, But I really did enjoy it. My fear, y'all, is like I have put things up on the internet because this is what you have to do. You can't just have a podcast and hope someone finds it and listens to it and tells a friend. That's not how you get your podcast out there, okay? There's like at least 500 bajillion podcasts on Apple iTunes. So you have to go to places where uh, there's a group of people who are talking about the subjects your podcasts are are addressing and you have to go, hey guys, um, we like to talk about this stuff too on our podcast. Why don't you come check it out? And that's what I used to do on the challenge Reddit, this challenge subreddit until people started coming after me in the comments where they would be like I don't agree with what you said and I think it's pretty fucked up and then I'd be like oh my god who is this person who's angry or they would downvote it or one time like I got in like a, a weird little reddit uh, thing with some dude who was on there I don't even remember what it was about so like any sort of negative interaction terrifies me and I'm going 
I, I have to get over that. I have to get over that because the nature of the internet and the nature of being a visible person means you are going to elicit hate from strangers. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, as far as posting, like, I really thought Reddit was going to be our key to getting some because the, all there is is like these all these specific fandoms that we talk about each week have like dedicated super fans and they go on these things and they chat and they talk. Why won't you help me? What do you mean? Why won't you help me with the Reddit thing? Like I have like because no, you I you didn't let me finish. Okay. I've given up on it because I do I I'm was right there with you as far as like all of these people sort of um I don't know I guess the negative backlash that we got for also it's there seems to be a strange fine line between like hey we're fans of this thing and we really like chatting about this thing and we also make content about this thing and you're spamming our fucking group. Yeah. And I can't tell whether or not people think that we're spamming a thread because we're not interacting enough on the Reddit. I, I think that might be what it is. I think that the ops, you know, these people have like... Who are the ops? The... Uh, or not the ops. Um, moderators. Moderators. Yeah. They know who's on their thread and talking all the time. Yeah. So if somebody has joined, they see that this person's joined recently, they look at how many posts they have on this thing and they go, this person's posted twice and already they're like promoting their podcast. Uh, I, I'm going to call this spam and I'm going to get this out of here. We got, I, I posted this long thing about Southern charm, you guys. Um, cause we recently wrapped up our Southern charm recaps. And so I like made this really long post thanking the subreddit on Southern charm, just about like how much it has uh, been an essential tool for my viewing, because you're watching this stuff like three years from three years ago. You want to talk about it. You can, you can go search a topic and find it right there on the subreddit so I made this long post I told them all that we had um, we had wrapped it up our six seasons and I, I put links to everything and I even called Nick and made him check it Nick reviewed it and then I hit post and then it got kicked off like they they, they took deleted, it down. they deleted it they, they considered it, it spam I guess and they deleted it and the post was thoughtful and nice and you had like called out like the thread and being like you guys helped me so much in in like yeah. my, and like my questions about this and thank you for sort of being here and the new posters as well helped me with my journey going through this stuff and by the way like you had even when you sent it to me I, I changed some of the language for you yeah like I was like you know what it kind of seems too promote at the end why don't you just make it more of like a casual thing Thing and just be like and by the way I do this podcast and here's what we did if you're interested in all that it was like a footnote on like a thank you post and immediately got taken down yeah what the fuck I don't know it's a it's a mystery to me as far as how to promote things correctly without coming off like some sort of creepy like spam bot um, and I'm really not good at it. I should get better at it, you know? Um, but as far as Homestead Rescue goes, I was gonna check it out, and now I don't think I can. Wow. Yeah, they I'm turned just you off? a little bit. I was just like, ah, oh, I don't want to be part of this, like, weird, like, weird, you know, people who are, like, so precious about their thing, you know? I, yeah. I don't know. We teach kids in comedy, um, as you guys know. It's a, uh, if for some reason you missed the last billion times we've talked about it, <laughs> Ashley and I teach kids stand-up comedy on the weekends, and um, there's a kid in one of my classes, and he's doing a bit about how he's disgusted by fandoms. And this is in the younger class. 
This kid's probably like 11 years old. And he's just talking about basically on Reddit and on like Twitter and stuff, just like uh, the way people speak about their favorite shows. It's as if every other show sucks except theirs. But then you watch their show and it sucks, you know, and which I think is such a funny take on things. And he's talking about I go, well, you got to name like something specific. And he said um, Big Bang Theory. The idea that there are super fans out there talking about Big Bang Theory as if it's like uh, t- fucking Twilight or some other like major league sort of um, thing that people would go gaga over as far as their fans and like cosplay as and role play as and like create fanfic for a shitty CBS Isn't sitcom. Isn't it like the most successful sitcom it, of it all is, time? It is, but the idea that like, because this kid's 11, I was expecting yeah. him to be like Harry Potter or like right. something along that that has like a deep history and like would connect to the youth and like be I always think like super fandoms have a lot to do with like the fantastical like fantasy sci-fi that's where you get like your major league you know Star Trek and 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 Star Wars and Harry Potter and you know I mean you know all these things like uh, Game of Thrones you know that's where you get and I'm asking him I'm like okay so what's the fan base to me that's who has the fandom yeah and then I'm like so what so what is it like what what is it uh and he's like uh uh whatever that shows big bang theory and now is that just because he's a kid and that's like what's in his life dude this kid's a nerd and he's on the internet all the time that's not what is in life i think he's gone on the internet and he's seeing that big bang theory has like a crazy fandom it makes me want to go and go on the subreddit and see like the the johnny galecki like uh artwork and stuff like that you know since we're talking about fandom should we talk about our fandom what fandom are the whole thing that this uh, podcast is going to oh, be about. Oh, our favorite things slash yeah. things that we're kind of into, but not really. Yeah. Yeah, you could jump right into it. Sure. This is casual. So we're not going to take a break? No, we're not taking any breaks. It's super cash. It's super cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I would say the first thing that I am into, can I get a drum roll? Is my sleep crown pillow. Oh, your dr- the dreaded sleep crown pillow i love it so much you guys i have this pillow that is way too expensive okay do not buy it unless you have money How much to does burn it cost? um i will get to that in a second <laughs> but i will say that i bought this when i i had a lot of money coming into my life over the summer and i thought that a couple of jobs were just gonna keep on rolling you know when you get like that listener at home when you think that that is just you're gonna keep doing it it's just nothing but up from here and I thought I like to get myself like a little present when I score a new freelance job or new job I usually get a diptyque candle that's sort of my go-to but this time I was like I'm gonna get myself this sleep crown pillow because I had been looking at it for a year because as we all know I love to sleep with a pillow on my head right Nick I mean, I know that, yes, and uh, it's creepy. I love it. I love it. I love it. I don't understand the concept. To me, it's just too warm. It's so comforting. I like it blocks out noise. It blocks out light. Uh, There's something about my head being pressed that relaxes me immediately. The sleep crown pillow was designed for people who like pillows over their head, okay? So you wrap it over your head. It's got like a little cutout for your nose and your mouth, and it's just like the most softest, fluffiest. It feels like a cloud. 
So like the it, the weight of it is perfect and you can tuck it around your head perfectly and it does the thing like you're talking about, you know, it gets hot when you flip it over the other side is cool. So it never like you, you know, it does heat up but you're able to flip it over and the other side is cool. What do you mean it does the thing? Is it like It does the thing that's hot. It gets Is it engineered? It it's to, engineered so that the other side stays cool so you can flip it over. Is it engineered that way or it's is this is that just that how way. is that how pillows Listen, work? I don't really know how it's engineered. I just know that it's freaking magic and it's like it has entered my life and now I cannot live without it. I took it to Virginia. We're talking about a big pillow that I like had to pack up and take to Virginia. It looks like, I don't know, like a, a big, huge marshmallow, I guess. It's it looks so, like, a, folks, it looks like a pillow. It's so <laughs> a fluffy. Big, huge marshmallow. It's so fluffy. It's so like. It's really soft. It's so soft and perfect. And you like, but you don't sleep on it. Sometimes like. <sighs> I've seen Nick before resting his head on it, and I'm like, no, don't put weight on it. You don't want to squish it. No, well, what happens is sometimes I see it, and what I'll do is I like to tuck it betwixt my knees. Yeah, he says he does that to do. torture me. I you put better under, not be doing that. I put that. it under my lower back to sort of straighten out my spine. Yeah, right. And sometimes I toot toot on it. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever did that. But so I brought this down to Virginia. I brought my sleep crown pillow down to Virginia, and like everyone had something to say about it like my grandmother picked it up when one morning when we were making my bed together and she's like what is this pillow it's so soft and fluffy and then my grandfather kept trying to put his head on it like it was a lot of having to protect my pillow and this little lady lily she likes to try and sit on it everybody's trying to get a piece of my sleep crown pillow lily will sit on anything should i say how much it was I'm embarrassed. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much it was. It so. was made by hand in Austin by Sleep Crown Technicians. Okay, so this there's this one lady <laughs> who has like figured out the perfect weight and consistency for an over the head pillow. Um, you want to take a guess? I'm gonna say fourteen ninety five. Come on, twenty two fifty. Nick, I said it was expensive. Okay. 36 stop what you know you I paid said more than expensive. $36 for I this said pillow? it was expensive okay. what's expensive for a pillow to you all right expensive for a pillow yes. $44 okay you are and, way off and 90 cents you're way off $51 you're so you're trying to tell me this thing costs more than $51 it was $160 it was $160 I'm having a stroke <laughs> I had a stroke. And I would do it again just because it have gotten so much use out How of it. How much was it? $160. Oh, my fucking <laughs> God. That's ridiculous, It's Ash. my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. I love my sleep crown pillow. I'm going to start sitting on that thing. You better. Why would Because you learned that it yeah. costs a lot of yes. money, you're now going to try and ruin it? Yes. That doesn't make any sense. Yes. Listen, I looked at this thing online for a year. Because it's engineered for people who like pillows over their head. And I thought, there's like, I was like, there's no way that this pillow could be worth $160. Uh, and then I bought it and it's worth $160. This is ridiculous, Ash. It's my favorite thing. I can't. Now, my, fav my favorite thing is going to be stealing that pillow. How I'm going to steal you? that from you. <laughs> How dare you? Um, okay, you ready for my next favorite thing? Sh oh, you're just doing all of yours? Oh, do you want to go back and forth? 
Uh, now I feel like a dickhead with my favorite things. Why? Uh, all right, fine. I'll do mine. Why do you feel like a dickhead? My favorite things. Number one on the list, bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's number one on my list. I had one today. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? These are one of my favorite things on the planet. I'm, I'm having a cheat day today because it's Valentine's Day. Did we mention that? Yeah, I, I think up top. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Happy Valentine's Day. And so uh, I figure I'm going to, I had a little bit of candy this morning. I gave Ashley a little candy for Godiva. V Day, um, along with a ring that she didn't like. And uh, it's not that I didn't like it, it's not her, apparently. But um, I only said that after you pressed me. <laughs> Listen, I will love whatever you give me. I will love whatever you give me. Um, I love I'm it. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I love the ring. Um. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that. But uh, so I was uh, actually well, there's this place up the street, um, from our apartment that um that La used, Cantina. It used to be a bodega, a deli. Um, a real old crappy one. It was a shitty deli and they sold Lucy's, which are single cigarettes, but they would only sell them to you if you talk to them in Spanish and they would only do it to me about once every three or four times. Uh, me gusta la cigarette. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and by the way, I do not smoke. This was years ago. Okay. I would occasionally have a cigarette every now and then. Occasionally. I would occasionally have a cigarette every now and then. So um, that place uh, burned down in a horrible fire or something. I don't, I don't know. know what happened. I, know, but... I There was like a time where I would try, I went in there to get a seltzer and it was just like, there was just like a, a teen kind of roaming the aisles and the, all of the shelves were empty. You gotta there, get out of here. There's a lot of bodegas in our neighborhood that are similar. Actually, they're going away in our part of the neighborhood. There used to be one right up the str- on the corner from us that turned oh, yeah. into a bar and restaurant, uh, and that place was called Our Lady of Guadalupe. Um, and uh, I would go there uh, and buy like there would be like two seltzers and like a soda, yeah, and then they'd like sell shitty produce, and... half open Sprite in the corner. And honestly, what I think was go- what goes on there. Oh, and I remember like they didn't sell tobacco products because they had been um, caught for selling, selling to Lucy's. kids. Um, and uh, so it was, uh, you know, I-, I think a lot of these places are fronts for things. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the is the illegal lottery still a thing. I don't know. Because I think a lot of uh, what used to be is a lot of these sort of places would just run numbers, and yeah. that's how they kept their doors open. That's what Pete's Candy Store was. Was it? That yeah. was a number? What, 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 what was the actual front? What was the business? Pete's Candy Store is a venue that's in um, Greenpoint or um, Williamsburg? Williamsburg. It's on the, the it's border. It's on the border, yeah. Um, Tiny little room, cute room. Ashley and I ran a couple shows there. Ashley ran like a, a monthly there with one of her friends doing comedy and had some music and stuff. And we had one awesome show, you and I, called Sweet Tooth that we never did again. Never did again. Maybe we should bring it back. Um, the problem with that room, though, is it's made for music. So it's like they put a bunch of soundproofing panels on the walls so that the neighbors don't complain, which is actually death for comedy because then you don't hear the audience laughing and so you feel like you're doing bad and then the comedian would start to turn on the audience but the audience is having a great time. Yeah, there's so it's, it's like, just like the, the laughs get sucked into the walls. Yeah, it creates uh-huh. a very weird energy. But that and, used, the, and the management was a little rough to deal with. Yeah, that was a candy store slash deli kind right. of thing. Oh, okay. So it was and the a candy front, store. Yeah. yeah, but the back, those were um, like, you know how it's sh- the way it's shaped, sort of like long and narrow? Yeah, yeah. There was, uh, when they said that when they came in to remodel it, there was phone jacks every like three feet. They had just phones up on all the walls. People were constantly picking up phones and running numbers in the back. I don't know if the illegal lot. I, I had talked to somebody about it who uh, grew up in a place where um, their parents used to play. What does illegal lottery mean? So... Basically, there'd be a number 
that would come out of Vegas. It was run by uh, the mob. And you could play numbers, and it was just like the pick six or the pick three, but it was illegal. It was under the table, and certain establishments would be people who, like, ran numbers. And if you ran numbers, that means you were a person who kind of took the cash for this and could pay— pay pay the people off um, now why would you do that because if you won what if the person was like i'm not gonna pay you and then you're like shit it's i gotta well, go to the police i don't know no what you, you don't do? go to you don't go to the police and people you did pay you because mobster? those people are making a ton of money every day they're being they're becoming rich off of every single you know every tuesday yeah the number coming from vegas and that was it like that would it would be a number coming from vegas that's when the boys ran vegas so um, yeah, this is how it went, and um, it was a big thing in 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 certain you know cities, uh, and uh, that was a thing. But I was talking to somebody about it, and they said that they would put in their numbers for their parents uh, in the morning, what? Uh, or whatever day it was, and they were like you know ten years old, and they would go downstairs, and it was like a deli right downstairs. Huh. So and the deli really didn't sell anything. Every so often, um, and and the setup was. Uh, there'd be so behind the cash register if there were two cans of tomato sauce that means they were open for business if there were three cans of tomato sauce that means we're not running numbers right now because there's somebody in the store and they're suspicious of that person oh my god so i assume that some of these places were those places well that in explains this everything to be honest because there are so many convenience stores in this neighborhood that were just a, a tumbleweed blowing through now i also saw this is way off my bacon egg and cheese but i also saw a news story from last year where a deli that was probably like one train stop and a five minute walk away from here um, got busted for like tons of heroin in the back Mm. so there are these places that look like they should not be open for business yeah often have a second business going on that they're doing very well you know so this deli uh, uh, that so this deli that this place la cantina uh, has opened up i was i would say it was more along the lines of just a shitty deli it was a shitty deli and uh so uh we all of a sudden started seeing that they gutted the place and then they changed it and i'm like what is this place gonna be and it looked like it was a french place possibly they kept the cool um outside signs though which i really appreciate the awning like the 1950s hand painted grocery awning with like the colored light bulbs that make it look like it's from a circus attraction almost which is something that the like the, the gentrifiers like they, to do they like to do they restore <laughs> yeah. the sign and they're like look we're keeping a piece of history right. by the way we sell very expensive coffee yeah so uh, this place turned into, I guess it's a French place, right? It's a French place. The lady's French. The lady's French. It's a coffee and shop. They serve, you know, basic ass coffee. Not basic ass. Good, good, normal, good basic for this neighborhood. Normal coffee. Yeah. You can get cold brew, all that good stuff. But Ashley Ooh. has turned me on to something there. They have an egg sandwich. It's incredible. And it is, I, why, why is this egg sandwich, this egg and cheese, so much better than any egg and cheese you've ever had? Well, the way they scramble it, they, they scramble it with, I think, cream or mm-hmm. something. They do something to make the scramble kind of creamy and juicy. Mm. And then the cheese is worked in there as well. Mm. It's not put on top like Craig Conover would do where he sprinkles the uh, cheese on top of the scramble. Mm-hmm. And and the bun, it's a brioche bun and it's soft it's and it's a little dipped sweet. Dipped in butter. I don't know it's what's so going on. Good, it's good. Like, it's so good. And I was eating one of those just before I go, this is going to the top of my list. Now also, side note, 
as a side, this is something Ashley turned me on to as well. What what do we call on that side? They're called crispy potatoes. Crispy potatoes. They give you a bowl of potatoes that they've fried up. Like tiny little fingerlings where they, they seems that they have like baked, half baked, and then kind of smashed onto a frying pan because yeah. they're crispy and they're salted and they're so good. And they come with a little side of aioli and it's just heaven. It's heaven. You can split it with another person. Yeah, it's big enough to split. You know, I I I hate to talk about food on the podcast. You know well, how I am. Go ahead. I'm not done, by the way. Go ahead. Oh, you're not done. Yeah, I got I, I have more stuff about about my first choice. Okay, I've got I've got something to say about our neighborhood choices. Go so, ahead. Oh wait, should I finish what I'm saying? I first? think you should. Yeah. So I mean, as I was eating this delicious sandwich, I decided that it's got to be number one here because throughout my life, there's been only a few things that have stayed with me. Um, and that's my love for bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches. I grew up in New Jersey. You know, a lot of people do this pork roll, egg, and cheese, not me. I was always into bacon, egg, and cheeses. Uh, you know, you go to, there was a place called Gems, Gems Bagels in Hazlitt, New Jersey. And uh, I would go there every once in a while, and I'd stop. I'd get myself a bacon, egg, and cheese on an everything bagel. And boy, oh, boy, is that just delicious. Isn't that too bready? Like, I come from the bacon, egg, and cheese on a biscuit land. And a bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel seems like there would be too much bread, too much chewing. I don't do it that often because I actually prefer the less, uh, less bread. But um, I would prefer it on a biscuit as well. You know I love biscuits. Yeah. I'm a biscuit person You're now. a biscuit head. Um, but uh, it just brings me back to the old, the olden days. Uh, and then, you know, the, the cheap piece of shit ones, really. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts. You know, I'd go to Dunkin' Donuts, get a, get a plain bagel, uh, egg and cheese on there. Um, bacon as well. Sausage sometimes. Sausage. A lot of people like the sausage more. I would say if you go to Dunkin' Donuts, I think the sausage is a better bet. You I get- agree. The bacon over there kind of sucks. The bacon, Dunkin' Donuts bacon is no bueno. It's just like two little dinky strips it's of nothing, nothing. nothing. And yeah. It's, it, but that, but that sausage, baby, that's sausage. And honestly, if you're going to go over there, the best sandwich that you could possibly get out of Dunkin' Donuts is the croissant sausage egg cheese. I mean, mm. that is just delightful. Heaven? It's to die. It really is delicious. Well, you're talking about a Dunkin' Donut sandwich right now. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, honestly, this bacon, egg, and cheese up at La Cantina, this is number one on my list it's of so things good. right now. Um, okay, Ash. Okay, so just what I was going to say is I have a little bit of a story, but it kind of relates to what we're talking about. Should I get into it? Of course. So yesterday I went to a place called Shape House, which is a... Um, it's a sauna experience, but it's infrared sauna. And what you do is you they have these beds that you lay on, Nick, and you get uh, you get into a sleeping bag. You put on all of their clothes. So you take all your clothes off. They give you an outfit. You put that on. And then you get into this like heavy sleeping bag, basically. It comes up to your neck. It's an infrared sauna. There's a giant TV screen in front of you. Are you listening? I'm listening. Okay, you're stretching. And I feel like you would be... I see you stretching out your back, but I need to make sure you're listening because I feel like you'd be very into this, and I want you to come with me. Okay, so I'm trying to sell is, you on since this. Since this is super casual, I'll let everybody know we're in our bed right now. Yeah, I have back problems. I can't really sit like this for much longer. Yeah. So um, I would say, Ash, that maybe while I stretch, you just be a professional broadcaster. How dare you? And just continue to tell How the story and let you? me stretch my back out before I pull it. Okay. As well, you, you guys can... know, I have a pinched nerve in my back. <laughs> Ashley won't allow me to say that out loud, but you, I'm saying it right now. You can stretch as much as you okay, want, babe. Okay, thank you. I just need you to make eye contact with me while you stretch I so I know it. that you're I listening to me. I won't do it. I won't me. do it. 
Um, because I think you'd be into this. I won't. So I'm, I'm not into it. You're in a bed, okay, and you're in a sleeping bag that's an infrared. You're like a little burrito, and it heats up in there. I hate this idea. You're in there. For- so you're tucked in. I do not like to feel suffocated and tucked you're in. Tucked and in. I hate the heat. Your head's out, and then there's a giant television, and you can watch whatever I like you this. want. I like that. So like I'm watching Love. I like watch Love Island the whole time. How did you watch whatever you want? They have they, they have Hulu, Hulu, Netflix, everything. Ah, Nothing. No cool, commercials. Man. A woman comes over every fifteen minutes and like brings you water or like a, a cold washcloth she puts on your head and you just get heated up in this sauna and it feels so it's infrared sauna it feels so good what it's the hell so is amazing infrared? it means it's like it's uh, it I, sounds like something but don't like don't like spies use infrared uh, infrared is electric i know that it has something to you do don't with even it. know what infrared is I and know, you spend all this money doing it and you're bringing your thousand dollar sleep crown with you i know and, that first off this was free because i conned i did a master con on something actually there was a mistake and it benefited me okay i'll just say that what so I, you know, I'm a member of ClassPass. So it wasn't free. You're pe- you're spending, well, you're paying for ClassPass, and you're also not using it. No. So I suspended my ClassPass over the holidays because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to need it. But I had built up a certain amount of hours, and so I was like, or credits, and so I was like, will I get these credits renewed when I unsuspend my account? And they were like, you definitely will. So then when I unsuspended my account, I got that month's credits, but I did not get my old credits. And I was like, what happened? And they were like, I went back and forth, customer service, and they gave me my old credits but doubled. So I had like a ton of credits that I could go to this sauna that I can't usually go to. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Okay. So I went to the sauna and I had a great time. Infrared, love it. You guys, if you have a shape house, check it out. Nick, I really think I have a proposition for you today instead of going to the museum in Connecticut, let's go to Spa Castle. No. Damn. I don't want to go to Spa Castle. I'm sorry. Okay, so Spa Castle is a place in Queens, y'all. That's like a three-story. Now, first of all, we're so spa. instead of going this great trip, I I figured out I'm, yeah. we're gonna go to see uh, what's his name, Mark Twain. Mark Twain's house. He's got a, a living. Is it his house um, it's or his, a, it's his house. It's his house. I, I think. thought he lived in the south. Oh, well, maybe it's a museum, but there's a living tour with a butler. He's in character. Yeah, that is cool. We That's what have, we're we, doing today. We definitely don't have to go. No, I want to do that. I do want to do is, that. It is a two and a half hour drive, and at this point, it's like four p.m. I want to do that. I want to <laughs> do that. Let's get up early and. <laughs> I wanted well. It's Valentine's Day. We're taking it easy. Don't you think there'd be a lot of people at Spa Castle on Valentine's Day? That's true. Will you go with me next week? No. Come on. I, feel, I want you <laughs> I to try it. I wasn't. I wasn't inquiring based on wanting God, to do you guys, it. You guys, seriously, I'm you should look up Spa Castle because it's like the first floor are all these different pools, and then the second floor are all these different like hot saunas, and it's like there's like a jade sauna, there's a salt sauna where the walls are made with like blocks of salt. There's like a cold room. There's like a, a just pure steam sauna. It's like 27 different types of saunas. And isn't it's so it like cool. men and women are separated? Men and women are separated on the first floor. So like where the pools are, um, it's, it's, it is it's uh, is not co-ed. But the second floor is co-ed. And then the third floor is also co-ed. That's like the, um, the pool on top. I don't know if it's open in the winter because it's like half outside. But they have a pool that's on top of the building and it has like a bar in the pool where you like swim up and you get a drink. And you just hang out. But anyway, this is uh, all. This is supposed to be about breakfast. <laughs> so, before I left yesterday for my freaking shape house appointment, I went to Hala 
our favorite, our second favorite place in the neighborhood. And I well, got, La Cantina is definitely the the place that I want to go to get breakfast, uh, a bacon, egg and cheese, and some pork cracklins. What are they? They're called crispy potatoes. Crispy potatoes. But my favorite coffee place in 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 our neighborhood is Hala. My favorite place to do work is Hala. Yes. Um, Shout out to Christian, Ben, and those other people. Yeah, I wish we knew your guys' names. Just Christian and Ben. <laughs> anyway, so I went, I got my- Christian f- came out to one of Ashley's shows. We became fast yeah. friends with the barista, came out to one of Ashley's shows. By the way, Ashley's got a show coming up February 27th. Uh, at Union Hall. And 70 tickets have been sold. It probably will sell out by the time. So get your they tickets think it's now. Sell out. That's yeah. going to be cool. Union Hall, it's all about the apocalypse. Mm. Alana Glazer from Broad City is going to be on it. Um, Did you promote that she's going to be on the yes, show? Yes. And I think that's why it's selling out. <laughs> I was like, um, what is happening? Russ and Michael Stevens from uh, half of them are from Peace in the priest and the beekeeper and, and the other R- half and, is the brother and russ was on our show a yeah russ ago. was on our show he's the one the reason i'm watching love island anyway i go get my famous my veggie bowl that i get all the time right you know yes. my veggie bowl baba ganoush it's not it's hummus oh. and then roasted veggies on top like a ton of roasted veggies y'all so you think you're doing the right thing health-wise anyway i had that for breakfast then i went to shape house the whole time i was at shape house i kept burping up the freaking veggie bowl and i was like i will never eat this again do you think it's the veggie bowls or the fact that you did like a weird activity after you ate the veggie bowl well they added like uh like roasted red peppers to the veggie bowl and there's something about it that just like did not sit well with me nightshades um and that that's is that a nightshade did my mom tell us that yes yeah my mom has got us not trying not to eat nightshades i'm not i'm not following that Well, uh, I mean, I don't eat eggplant already, so there's a lot. Anyway, but you ever just, like, have, you ever, like, eat a food, and it turns your stomach once, and then you're like, shit, I can never eat that again. Did it turn your stomach, or did you just burp it up? I kept burping. It turned my stomach. It was, like, Uh, uncomfortable. I was having gas in that sleeping bag, okay, in that infrared sleeping bag. I had gas. uh, Ashley. And, like. This is, people are paying for this (laughs) podcast. I kept tasting that veggie bowl, and it's just like I've been living off that veggie bowl for like two years now. That's like my go-to food. I like Hala. The food there is fine. I'm off the food. I can't eat it over there. It's too rich. I can't eat the eggs. I gave up on the eggs there a long time ago. But I mean, I like the food there. I just usually on my diet, I I can't eat anything there. They don't have anything for me. No, no uh, non-grain anything. Um, Can I get into my next thing? But I want to say that that veggie bowl looks disgusting i freaking anytime you, love anytime it anytime you order it i'm like that looks like a fucking bowl of slop dog i and love I'm it just not into it well i just that's all i want to eat is like a big thing of roasted now, veggies and some pita and hummus isn't you the infrared thing one on your favorite things no are you are you sure yeah look at my look at my list uh, i'm dog. trying to think you're like doubling up <laughs> no, all I'm i got not. to talk about was a bacon egg and cheese and you hijacked that story <laughs> now go ahead Okay, the next thing I want to talk about are Agatha Christie novels. I have gotten so into them in the past month. I never read one Agatha Christie novel, and then it was assigned to me for like my book club this month. We read the ABC Murders. Um, first off, I didn't know that Agatha Christie was the best-selling author of all time after Shakespeare and the Bible. 
I think that is pretty rad. That's cool. So I read this Agatha Christie book um, or Agatha Christie novel, ABC Murders. And then when I drove down to Virginia, I rented Murder on the Orient Express, which was like seven hours. And it was so good. I enjoyed it so much. You and I have to watch the movie. And then when I came the home. The new movie or the old one? Oh, is I there don't an know. old one? I don't know. We have to watch one of There's them. There's one with Josh Gad that came out like last year that everybody didn't like. Well, we'll watch the old one then. Is there an old one? I think so. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure. And it was so the the book was so good. I can't. I'm I'm on hold for like a couple more at the library. I'm just gonna go burn through these. I've gotten into murder mysteries in general. I had us watch Knives Out. I'll tell you, it's a little. I'm a little apprehensive of watching this with you. Why? Because watching things that you know the story with is dangerous for me. Why? Because like if I look away for one second, you grab my arm and go, "You have to watch. You have to watch this." Babe, that just happened. This is important. With six feet under, and the first five minutes of six feet under okay spoiler alert pause the podcast if you do not want to hear this but the first five minutes of six feet under set the tone for the entire series and like when i was like nick this show's really important to me nick and i used to try and compromise in our relationship a long time ago before we realized that uh compromising meant just nick gets his way so he was like we were like gonna do two we were gonna he was gonna pick a show to watch and then i was gonna pick a show to watch was the idea he picked the challenge i agreed to it fast forward four years later we now have a podcast about it i picked six feet under this dude could not sit still for the opening of this series he was like fumbling with something i was like you gotta watch this and he's like looking for something i was like should i pause it you were like don't pause it don't pause it then the dad gets hit by the bus and you didn't even see it okay so i would have gone back and watched it and first of all you know you get upset if if we get upset with one another on this podcast and yeah. you just reprimanded me on here you're right i did this is very casual and i don't edit so <laughs> you have to edit that out <laughs> i can't it won't make any sense i'm just gonna let everybody know how casual i am by the way i accepted it it's valentine's day getting dressed down by my fiance <laughs> as she's eating the candy i bought her uh <laughs> Um, yeah, I made a mistake with that. I, I think uh, it, we were we didn't have a TV back then. It was tough for me to get into stuff like on a little laptop, and I wasn't mentally prepared to watch that. Now since then, I've watched many a thing. And I haven't been you. like I haven't ever done that with you again. You're cause... gonna really just put candy in your mouth and talk. <laughs> okay, so your thing is Agatha Christie. We're moving on. My thing, um, like Agatha Christie, um, one of the most viewed things in the world. And that is the angry video game nerd. I have been sort of addicted to watching uh, these YouTube videos by this person who's been making videos since before YouTube, since he just had like a website that people would go on and watch his videos. It's probably been like almost 20 years at this point. Um, and that is the AVGN, the Angry Video Game Nerd. Now, uh, he put his videos are between 7 and 15 you know, 20 minutes in length. Um, and I'll explain what they are in a second. But the way that I got into him was when I was uh, working at this job I had in January, uh, I had maybe 25 minutes to myself every night. And so I couldn't really invest in anything large. If we, me and Ashley had, had to watch something for the podcast, I would get it done. If I wasn't getting it done on the weekend, you know, I, I, I was trying to 
to figure out how to catch up with season six of Southern Charm. You guys, it was so cute. He was so dedicated to it. He, we would start watching an episode, and 20 minutes later, I would look over, and he would be asleep on Lily. Yes, I, I'm just falling asleep. Uh, so I realized that when I had like a little bits of time for myself, I couldn't commit to something long form. So, you know, I go to my YouTube. I'm a big fan of YouTube. I can watch a lot. Me too. I have a lot of subscriptions. I have a lot of different little like uh, sectors of YouTube that I can kind of fall down holes of. And one of them, a new one, is this angry video game nerd. Now, I am not... A video game nerd. You're not. I mean, Ashley can attest to. I I own video games. I bought us a Nintendo Switch, and it needs to be charged. By the way, I pl- will charge it. I don't know how. <laughs> <You> see, <laughs> I bought it for us slash really myself, and it turns out it's Ashley's. <laughs> I don't really. I thought I was gonna want to play. I still do. I still want to play through like fun like Zelda and things like that. But for some reason, when I have the time that I feel like I can spend, I don't want to spend it playing like a long form video game i really don't so when i do play a video game it's like i have a little wrestling game that i play for like a half hour i have some football games some basketball games i and honestly in the past like four years i really haven't played them much at all um i don't know why we have a nice tv a nice setup it's all set up i use my playstation pretty much to watch dvds in the words of past guest natasha vainblatt there is nothing that is more of a waste of time than video games. It feels like a waste of time, but also I'm just not... I, when I want to waste time, I, I just kind of feel like I don't want to waste it that way. Read a book. I do. I do. I read books. That's I watch I'm, movies. I, I, I watch was saying TV. that rhetorically. Yeah. Like, I was saying that to everyone who plays video games, including myself, because I'll go down like a Dr. Mario hole. Yeah. I haven't been down one in a while because it's been dead, and I need you to it recharge be on it. on your favorite things. But, um, so... This angry video game nerd, I really like when people do like the history of things. Like, there's so many good, like, amateur documentarians on YouTube that make sort of bite sized documentaries on stuff or kind of give you like a quick history on like some sort of subculture or some tiny thing that no real director would ever spend time on. Yeah. And what this guy does is he just has a YouTube series, and as I said, even pre YouTube, of where he goes through, um, old video games um usually from the original nintendo and he just plays through the worst ones ever and he doesn't even play through them he's 15 minutes and he just gives you why these games suck so bad Hmm. and like what's wrong with them and how they could be better but the way this person does it this guy james i don't know his last name but he's the video angry video game nerd is his the character that he plays and i he's he was like a little like uh not a little he was like a filmmaker in college and uh, he also kind of liked to play video games with one of his college roommates. And then he made, like, for one of his classes, he made one of these videos, and everybody thought they were really funny, so he kind of decided to start a website and doing them and, and, and to just do them. And he plays this kind of angry nerd with a pocket protector and glasses in khakis and a shitty button, a uh, short-sleeve uh, button-down white shirt, and he just get plays these games, and he shows you why they're bad and he just gets progressively pissed off at them Mm. and he's drinking heinekens and he's in his like what looks like the set is like his mom's basement and it's covered in video game stuff and he is really i can tell like that kids would really like this guy because of the way he's always screaming the word ass he calls things ass all the time he's very vulgar too a lot of these guys are not vulgar he's very vulgar um and he makes really juvenile jokes but 
it's well made. These things are really well produced. This guy can really film, and he may like he'll cut away to like a little sketch that's based around the video game, or he'll make a bad commercial for the bad game, and they're like all stylized and aesthetically correct. And I just appreciate the work he's put into. And honestly, super bingeable content. Most of these games I've never played or heard of, but it really doesn't matter just because I'll just watch it and I'll learn a little bit about a video game or whatever. And also this fucking guy is kind of funny. He makes me laugh. And then now he has such a big, like, he's probably, I, I would say, in the top 20 YouTubers of all time what? at this point. Yeah, it's not, I would he's say- He's a millionaire. If, oh, definitely. And if anybody knows- because he also has like a company with these other guys it's like a network called Cinemasker where they do like movie reviews and like it's a whole thing his thing is the angry video game nerd and they all kind of have characters like this I like that they're not 14 this guy's older than I am and he's making these things and uh, I now you know he has to put out a content so like he has like a does like a panel with the other guys where they kind of do like a year in review and I see him out of co- character and he's so chill and just not the guy who he plays that I really appreciate this sort of character he puts on and commitment. That he's, the commitment and and also just the fact that these are very well made videos they are not just like a picture in picture of a guy playing a video game and cutaways of him being like fuck this shit it's just there the he's got to do like three or four different setups to make it look like a film like a little film yeah um and uh i've i've seen his stuff as recommended content for me for years and years and i'm just not into video game content and YouTube has a lot of it. And I just clicked on one of them. I think I was on some sort of like Ninja Turtles thing. And then it got recommended to me because he did like a Ninja Turtles review. And I was like, let me see this. And it ju- I just laughed. And now I'm like going through all of them for like 10 years. I'm just like picking and choosing through. And he's got like hundreds. So uh, and each of them have like, you know, 10 million views on them and all that well, stuff. That's so fun. it's really fun. And uh, and it's now been this thing I've been on. I've. I've put away so many other things that I'm sort of addicted to on the internet to just watch these instead. Yeah. But I feel like I'm falling behind on a ton of them. And I'm like, almost like, eh, it's okay. I'm just going to let, yeah. I'm going to let some of these things go for a while and, and that's, not be um, obsessive over them. That's number five on my favorite things list. What? Essentialism. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Do you want to go move into number five? And... No, I want to move into number four. Oh, okay. Because you're talking about YouTube. I have completely dropped off YouTube. I mean, I watched a little bit yesterday because I was feeling sick. But like this low buy six months, which is going pretty good, by the way, guys. I'm, I have stuck with it for the most part. There's been some like little, you know, cheats here and there. But my life, it feels like my life has changed just from you know, not buying things anymore. And a big part of that is YouTube because I can't watch these videos of people talking about their new favorite sunscreen or, you know, a moisturizer or makeup or anything, anything, because I'm realizing everything that I was watching was completely like driven by consumerism. Even the vlog, even a travel vlog or like I'm a New York vlog. It's like so much of it is consumerism. So I've lost the taste for these videos. And instead, I have turned to my new, one of my new favorite things, something I'm really into in February. Something I sort of kind of (laughs) like. And that is a podcast called Podcast the Ride. 
and it's three comedians in LA. I think they're all improvisers and they um, basically are super into theme parks and they talk about rides. They talk about histories of rides. They talk about um, super like niche theme park things. They talk about um, like there's a whole episode about Chuck E. Cheese and the Chuck E. Cheese band and how that's being phased out. And it's just like very, it's a deep dive into something that I would say 99% of the world does not care about, but I'm very interested in and I'm learning all of these cool facts about my favorite place on earth, Disney World. And I'm learning about, um, I'm hearing people talk about it in a funny way that is satisfying my just need for content. Does that make sense? Totally. I mean, and as you guys know, we're sort of, uh, in ways, Disney crazed. We're Disney heads. And so, um, you know. Sorry. And I would say a lot of that sort of, for me, always revolves around going there and then like super into it, can't wait. I don't know what happened. I have literally no reason to have gotten so into Disney as an adult. I didn't grow up with it. I'm not like you. I don't come from a Disney family. Yeah. I went there three times in my life. You were always going there. (laughs) You got Mickey Mouse tattooed on your forehead. And I hadn't gone in like 20 years since we went. And then we went and it made us crazy for it. How did it it do that? Then it was two years of us anticipating our second trip and then like the couple months prior like we got really into it and then like there was like a month fallout of being like i'm into disney man and then now i'm like i don't give a fuck i'm so (laughs) into disney like honestly the thing is there is that um the imagineering story um on yes and, on and disney yet, plus i want to watch that yeah but I, it's like pulling teeth trying to get you to watch no, it no it's not pulling it was teeth, it really was babe, I, that's I, not fair because when we sit down to watch something you're always like do you want to watch this or do you do you want to watch this thing we have to watch for the pod so television for me is like homework so it's never like well there's like six episodes or eight episodes and we we've have only to watched watch it. two and well, it was great the two that we great. watched and I, we have to watch it because i'm about to quit verizon and we're gonna lose our Disney Plus subscription. What? When are you quitting Verizon? Tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Well, soon. You no, know, we have so many things to watch. <laughs> I have to finish Mandalorian. Well, we can. Just There's a get... Honey I Shrunk the Kids with Rick Moranis show coming on Disney Plus. We can just get Disney Plus. It's like what nine dollars. You can a get month? Disney Plus. I'm not doing that. Well, you get Hulu, so I will get. Yeah, Disney I Plus. do get Hulu. There you go. But I. I, something that I learned from podcast, the ride, they were having a, um, ex Disney princess on and she was talking about her experience working in all the different theme parks. And she was talking about, um, can you pause it for a second? I have to cough. Okay, we're back. That was quite a cough. Nick is blaming my desire to eat candy and drink coffee on the podcast. <laughs> and, and talk at the same time. Is the, the reason why I cough. I don't know. Something happens. I get so passionate when I'm talking. I just have to cough. Um, so she was a Disney princess. She worked at a bunch of different theme parks. She did an eight-month stint at Tokyo Disney, specifically Disney Sea, um, something that you and I desperately want to get to. And one of the things she was... I've never been to Disneyland. That's wild. I'm trying to go to Disneyland. I went to Disneyland with Natasha, past guest, who has already been referenced once in this episode. She hates video games. Um, she also didn't like Disney that much. Yeah, she doesn't like fun. Yeah. I think we just figured well, that out. She she likes nature. She likes nature and she likes She lives in the city. She likes um she likes doing things that are productive. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, so she was talking about her time at Tokyo Disney and she was saying like, you know, there's a whole subset of people who get really into these face uh, players, the cast members who are dressed up like Disney princesses. And she was saying that in Japan in particular, fandom is a big part of the culture there. 
like in Japan, fandom is a huge part of the culture. And I feel like that is not the same with American culture. I think we kind of like turn our nose up towards fandom, like that kid in your kids in comedy class. Yeah. Um, so, but I fully embrace, I, as an adult, I am fully embracing fandom. As a teenager, nothing was more revolting to me than fandom. Um, but I'm, I'm really into it. And I'm also really into this podcast, Podcast the Ride. Guys, check it out. If you want to hear three grown men talk about um, Everest and Animal Kingdom. So I'm gonna round out our whole thing. I think wait, we're I gotta talk here. about essentialism, and I have to talk about my misfits market. Can I do those two, and then you can round it out? Yeah, sure. I just have the, I just looked at my list, and I'm like, eh, I don't I don't really like these things enough to talk about them. What? Except for one of them. Um, okay, I'll I'll talk about one, and then you talk about one, and then I <laughs> just pick one of those things. Now I want to talk about both of them. I'll make it short. I'll make it short. I'll make it short. Okay, so um, I've just been really getting into my Instagram stories lately, and they've been you're bring- doing a really good job. They've been bringing me joy. Um, Guys, check out Nick on Instagram at Nick Maritato on Instagram. That's N I C K M A R I T A T O. But I keep burping. Um, but yeah, why do you get so burpy on the pod? <laughs> <laughs> That's because I keep switching my bomb, like rolling around on this bed. I'm never doing this from the bed ever again. It is difficult. So uh, basically, uh, I've decided that I like Instagram a lot, but I, I I just don't I can't be earnest ever. I'm more earnest on our account at Reality Blows uh, Podcast because it's like I get to be myself on this podcast. The people who follow us on there are people who listen to this podcast, I assume, and so they are people that kind of know the real me. I feel like I get to be who I am on this podcast, and it's kind yeah, of yeah. Nice. Your comedy is not really the real you, but it's your not. podcasting. I is. would say my stand up is a hundred percent based in my real my real stuff, but like some of it is kind of fabricated for comedy purposes and sort of heightened because that's what stand up is for the most part. But I do it a lot. Um, I don't do like absurdism that much, but there is a bit of it in there. But my online persona. At least my personal online persona is kind of absurd and not real. Um, and there is definitely, I, I definitely speak through a certain voice on like when I make videos or I make little pictures or I post things and tweets and even though I don't tweet, but um, I have been, um, I have been uh, uh, really enjoying the Instagram stories lately. Uh, based on the fact that I've decided that I, I I like to treat it like it's kind of a almost like a TV show for the day, you mm-hmm. know, and then if you kind of go on my story, you get to see like what content or what show is playing that yeah. day. And so I've been sort of making like a day long like bits, I would call them. And then I save them on highlights and stuff. So if you're interested, this does seem like just like one long promotion for my it Instagram. It does seem like a plug. But it, I, as someone that's been watching them, I have to say that you really embrace the format of making these like quick little videos that have a theme and are funny. And they're not even videos. A lot of them are just pictures. But what it is is like a series of story posts that have maybe a beginning, a middle and an end or something that's like a little bit more long form for. You're playing with the format. Yeah, I'm kind of using the Instagram story format. So it's just been bringing me joy specifically this week, uh, and I I wrote it down. And if you're interested in any of those, you know, follow me on there. But also, like, I'm saving them as highlights. That's what's nice is you can save your stories as highlights. They don't go away forever, and you can kind of just watch 
the, you know, the, the bits that I put up this week. And, uh, and you know, right after this, I'm going to put some, put a little Valentine's Day card thing that I came Aww, up with. They're all to me. Yeah, right. Uh, well, I guess they are all to you, really. You wouldn't want these <laughs> to be all for you. They're, yeah, they're they're some not, of them yeah, are not good. Questionable um, in taste, and one s- might say. And so, uh, you know, I, um, I'm just enjoying uh, the process. It makes me happy to put these things together. I like doing certain types of kind of art on my iphone and stuff yeah and uh, you're very handy tech wise no i'm not i, I just, think you are you made our logo you made all of those things. i know how to use one or two little apps pretty well on 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 my phone i make everything off my phone i don't i don't use my macbook at all i have a very powerful expensive new macbook i don't know how to do any sort of uh graphics on there at all because it would it with everything else like i spent my fucking art money on on final draft you know what i mean so yeah. it's like i'm trying to write scripts i am writing scripts stuff like that i don't have another 300 bucks to spend on adobe photoshop, photoshop. then you have to go and buy like a stylus and a fucking pad yeah and like it's a whole thing you gotta invest you can't just go online and do it or you can't just doesn't ever come with the actual computer you always have to buy an expensive machine and then buy expensive of software the machine then you have to go on youtube and learn how to use the goddamn thing would you say that art is a privilege yes art is a luxury so instagram stories that is my next favorite thing ashley okay you got? i got two i'm gonna combine them i'm just gonna do two at the same time Great. first one is misfits market it is my weekly fruit and vegetable service this is nick you're rolling your eyes too much fruit and veg man we don't have we have a tiny little refrigerator babe i gotta have fresh produce in there if i'm gonna eat it it's too much you guys you pay like i pay like 30 bucks a month i mean 30 bucks a week and they send me this giant box full of organic fruits and vegetables that are deemed too ugly for the grocery store that's why it's called misfit market so i know from working at the farmers market that like at least a quarter to a third of veggies and fruits get tossed or they get donated or they get used as animal feed because they're just not um, what people think are the classic form of that veggie. They're not attractive, you know, air quotes. Um, So all of those things are now being put into boxes and shipped to people like me who don't care what it looks like. And I'm super into it. It's got me cooking very basic stuff. I mean, roasting a sweet potato, doing a stir fry with celery, carrots, and, you know, radishes, and then making, steaming some rice. Um, But the fact that it just has me in the kitchen, like eating oranges, eating apples, eating vegetables, that is huge because we're not kitchen people, as you know, because of our situation. And... If I don't go to the grocery store, I I never go to the grocery store. And if you don't go to the grocery store, you're not going to have fresh fruits and veggies in your apartment. Now I do. Okay, no matter how much Nick hates them. And my final thing. Wait, I was going to combine two, remember? (laughs) What the (laughs) hell? You've completely lost steam. I wish you guys could see Nick right now. He's got it's, his hat pulled it, down over his <laughs> eyes. He's stretched out. He's got one foot laid out on the bed. The it's other the leg. fried potatoes we ate. Okay, I haven't eaten like this in in two weeks. The other leg stretched out over a desk chair. This is my my uh, cheat day for February. Is uh, Valentine's, it's Valentine's Day. day. All right, so go ahead. Is essentialism your last thing? Essentialism. Well, let's hear what that is. It is a philosophical concept. 
Yeah, that's right. I am ending this favorites slash things I'm into list on an idea. We started with my sleep crown pillow, and now we're ending with essentialism. I'm reading a book called Essentialism, and it's basically this idea that you cannot focus on everything, that there are trade-offs to everything in life, and that in order to be a happy, productive person, you must pick what is most important and focus on that. And I know it sounds simple, y'all, but it is truly a revolutionary concept to me, Ashley, who has been running around like a chicken with its head cut off for about, mm, I would say, my entire adult life trying to do as many things as I possibly can. As a comedian, I have been an actress, a writer, a stand-up, an improviser, all at the same time. This book is telling me to pick one thing, focus on that. Same with my life, okay? I'm trying to meet a friend here. I'm trying to go to a movie here. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to sign up for this class. I'm trying to join this book club, take an art class. My essentialism is saying, Ashley, there's a trade-off to everything you do with your time. Pick what you want to focus on. Put everything you got into it and succeed in that endeavor. So the things that I'm focusing on now are my health, first and foremost. I got to get in shape. My love with Nick and our um, our soon-to-be nuptials. Um, nuptials? No. Nuptials. It's nuptials. You're right. <laughs> That's what it is. Nuptials. <laughs> I was going to say our impending nuptials. but impending, impen- Our impending nuptials. Impending sounds threatening. Yeah. It, it, first of all, what? Newlyweds having their nuptials. And no, we haven't picked a date. No, we haven't picked a date. But I want to focus on that. And then I'm focusing on writing. And I tell you what, it is so hard to let go of the other stuff. And that is why I'm going to keep reading this book and embrace essentialism as hard as I can. And Nick, I recommend to you that you also read this book. I think I have that essentialism. I only have a few things in my life that I do and I like. The amount of television shows and You're wrong. wrestling and stuff where you When like, was the last time you saw me watch wrestling? You're like not I in gotta, 20 not I gotta in 2020. Catch up. Well, I haven't seen you in 2020 because no, you've been you have, working. You have. I've been around for a while now, and I haven't watched any of that. Okay, so maybe in the past month you've embraced essentialism without me noticing, and I think that is very cool. That means I've embraced it before you even got that book. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? First of all, I focus on a few things, okay? And this is going to be, uh, you know, this is my last thing, and thank you so much <laughs> for talking about our impending nuptials. That was very <laughs> sweet on how to round this out on a nice Valentine's Day. Nuptials. My last thing is um, my most favorite thing is my side piece. I have a second girlfriend Ashley doesn't know about. And Ashley, how come you're not laughing? I think it's, <laughs> I, I, I don't like it. I just thought it was funny after you talking about our impending nuptials. Nuptials. Um, literally, um, last on my list is Valentine's Day candy. Now. How apropos. Now. Um, is it because it's Valentine's Day? Yes. But honestly, on, on the Super Bowl, Okay, I bought um, as a goof because they started selling it. We went to a Super Bowl party at our friend Stephen Megan's house, and they had a wonderful spread. Um, and I can't br- get over that spread. To be spread honest, was great. I looked at a picture of that spread the other day, and I was like, "Damn, great that spread. was a good." They spread. are good hosts. 
They really are. Um, so uh, what we brought over, we brought over a little wine, some seltzer, and also we brought over like, um, w- w- what is the name of that? Can- is it Russell Stover's? Yeah. R- it's something like yes, that. Yes. It's like, uh, you know, it's the your heart- classic, the burgundy heart with like the quilted pattern yeah, on the outside. Yeah. And, uh, and with the candy. And I brought it over as a goof. Yeah. And so I brought it. And I swear, that motherfucker was a hit. Everybody loved it. The 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 heart box with the the mixed candies in it. And you don't know which is which, and who cares? Cause you pop them up, and it's like a surprise every time. You yeah. can kind of tell. You can know. You know which one's white chocolate. You know which one is like a dark chocolate. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, know you don't what know I mean? what's on that you creamy don't know, center. You don't know. <laughs> and it's so much fun to get those and eat them and be like, ooh, I like this one. Yeah. This one has ooh, the this nougat. is coconut. Yeah, I got the coconut, y'all. Yeah. Like, it's really I think fun. It's a praline. And honestly, it's so much fun. And, and honestly, it tastes delicious. I could eat those all year round. I don't care. It doesn't have to be. Why are we just doing that on Valentine's Day? Why isn't that St. Patrick's because Day we'd as well? We all be big fatty fats. We are big fatty fats. There's candy every season in any store every forever. It wouldn't be special if you could have it all the time, doggy. It would be special to me, doggy. No, it would you be gotta, special to me. It can, there's a time and place. Folks, that's been the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You've already signed up for our Patreon, so congratulations. We'll spare you for that promotion. Now, here's something you can do. For some reason, have you not rated our podcast? They five definitely stars? have. They definitely they better have. do it. Uh, okay, we're not going to do any more of this. On but, Monday- but for real, guys, if you didn't send me your address, yes, send, send it to me the your re- address. Send it to the Reality Blows uh, email at rea- uh, realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, also, uh, on Monday's episode, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, us, uh, that being me and Ashley, and I guess Lily, finished watching The Circle. We're going to talk about our thoughts on that incredible experiment. And? And we also watched the first episode of season 40 of what? Survivor. We're what? jumping in, folks, head first. We're going to be watching it all season, and we'd love for you to listen on Monday. So thank you for spending Valentine's Day with us. You are our Valentine's Day sweethearts. We love you you all goodbye but wait nick what you're the best i am